That's because I um I just get a little wild and it's time for a snack break. Caitlin, have you heard about the new flavor of hydrate powder from Gnarly? <laughs> I have. Um, in case anybody else hasn't, we should tell them because this is yeah. Kind of wild. This is not an ad. I'm just yeah. really excited because, like, my favorite flavor of the Cliff Blocks that exist is like the salty margarita ones. So they're like little jellies, but they have electrolytes in them. But I like, yeah, I'm like, great. I need these salts obviously but also i'm like i love margs this is great <laughs> news <laughs> like i'm thrilled so yeah i bought it immediately um, so it's a salty margarita hydrate powder that's right i've thought of so many jokes about like Haha, adding a shot but no yeah this is your not- health <laughs> yeah this is not your new skinny marg recipe also what? just like stop it what yeah um, i remember- mean i guess like our alcohol episode we tried that or it was our bonus episode we tried that margarita mix the skinny marg or skinny not good girl. not good bad make real a real bad. margarita damn yeah. like if you're gonna have a marg make it real do it right juice a lime get yeah. a lime squeezer you're an it's, adult okay it's like saying... i'm pretentious about margaritas <laughs> <laughs> well but it's like saying oh i'm i'm gonna have a cookie for dessert and it's like one of those cardboard cookies that's two calories like no one's enjoying no. that you aren't enjoying that just like dive in like have go a, for you it know, live your life be do quality be better than the gap um yeah. <laughs> That is a quote from a movie. I am pretentious, not that pretentious. I have some, there's some good shirts at the Gap, but that yes. is, a, anyways, shout out Crazy Stupid Love. What an excellent movie. Okay. <laughs> Hi, Caitlin. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Average Climber Podcast. This is a snack break. I'm Lauren, and I'm a climbing coach and certified personal trainer. This is my dear friend and lovely co-host, Caitlin. I'm Caitlin, and I am a certified nutrition specialist and... We've got a pretty cool snack break going on today. Um, I guess I'll just come right out with it. (laughs) Tell them. (laughs) If you haven't figured it out from clicking the play button. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Now now you'll really know. Uh, Who knows, Lauren? Maybe they have us just like on a binge cycle and they're just listening through. I doubt it, but maybe. (laughs) Or or you're doing that thing where you just like get in your car and then your phone's like, oh, you wanted me to play something super random, right? And you're like, no, I wanted you to pull up the GPS, but whatever, phone. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway, well, today... (laughs) We are going to talk about periodizing your nutrition before a performance objective, which just saying that out loud looks really um, (laughs) very like push glasses in nerd energy, but it's not that. I'll say it right. Periodizing your nutrition before a performance (laughs) objective. And I did push my, (laughs) welcome. (laughs) Welcome. Uh, But also that is what we're doing and the best way to describe it, because if you wanted to use the least words, that's the best way, but... (laughs) Tell us more words, Caitlin. I'll tell you, tell you more words. Well, basically, we're just going to kind of continue on with our 
it's it has a, a flavor of seasonality here and I know that's something mm-hmm. that we actually already talked about um we'll we'll get into that a little bit more but I do want to just talk more about what the heck periodization is in nutrition like kind of why we do it and how you can start periodizing your nutrition so that's that's kind of what we're going to dive into today yeah and so Caitlin real quick when you say performance objective is this like a short-term performance objective or could this also be for a full so let's say you know a one-day climbing comp or a three-day climbing trip versus maybe this month I'm trying to send this rock climb yeah could that's be both. totally a good question <laughs> it, it could be both yeah it could okay. be like cool. periodization can be it's like a specific time frame so to speak so it's I'll, I'll share more about what that is and like how it, it differs from more of that seasonal approach because I do think mm-hmm. they're different and they don't necessarily like you can periodize your nutrition within your seasons, but mm-hmm. your I guess like your seasons can also be periodized too, but it, it has sort of a different overtone. <laughs> right. So we're kind of like from our episode 33, we're in this, we're kind of like zooming in and getting a little bit more specific around what things might look like with a shorter timeline is what mm-hmm. it seems like to me. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm excited. So- this seems good. <laughs> yeah. I need to know this. <laughs> so awesome. here we are just sharing information are. for both of us and that's yeah. everybody else benefits. <laughs> great. It's a great time. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> well, before we get into that, we have a testimonial from Caitlin's client, Courtney. So Ooh. Courtney says, so yeah, testimonial testimonial of the week. We need like a jingle, but we, really we need can't afford that yet. Or maybe we can. <laughs> <laughs> maybe if Devin has a sale. Um, okay. No. <laughs> Devin deserves to be paid a lot of money. So and if more. you have a podcast, we're shouting out Devin right now too. If you have a podcast and you need music that doesn't sound like whatever generic shit you looked up on YouTube that's like whatever yes don't look don't do that call devin dab man um (laughs) the myth the legend will make excellent podcast music okay anyways test testimonial of the week okay (laughs) (sighs) so courtney says my favorite aspect was the one-on-one hour-long meetings in the free form of the program I liked how you left it up to the client to decide what they wanted to talk about and what aspects of their life relating to diet they wanted to work on in addition to basic nutrition. I also really appreciated you taking the time to talk about mental health and habits and how it relates to our relationship towards food. Like I mentioned, I wasn't expecting that, but I really appreciated it and found it helpful. When asked what she'd tell her best friend about her experience with working with me. Oh, what a good question. That's a very good <laughs> This question, is in my um, client exit form. <laughs> yeah, that's very, that's, a, I'm stealing that. Um, <laughs> Go for it. So when, when asked that question, Courtney said, I would tell them it was wonderful. I'd tell them you are extremely knowledgeable, helpful, kind, open-minded, supportive, and professional. I'd also tell them that all of the nutrition information and meetings we had were very helpful and that they greatly improved my relationship to food and my performance for work as well as recreational activities. That's from Courtney. Well, thanks, Courtney. That was an amazing testimonial and good work, Caitlin. You deserved (laughs) every word of that because I can't. We're a good team. (laughs) Yes, that is great signs of excellent teamwork. Can't agree more with everything that Courtney stated (laughs) as well. So, thank you. Okay. (laughs) All right. So, Caitlin, first question. I alluded to this 
before. But first question I have as we dive into the the content of this episode. Welcome. Welcome to content. Um, (laughs) So my first question is, what's the difference between seasonal planning and periodization? Are they the same thing or kind of like what's the nuance there? Yeah, little little different. So seasonal planning is the intentional timing of activities with specific priorities. And then periodization is the creation of a nutrition plan to support training that has been divided into distinct periods of time. So this, it's like they're similar. um, So they do have some intention Um, and periodization doesn't necessarily have to be like a nutrition plan. It could also be periodization in, in terms of training. So it's similar, but your seasonal planning is divided based on your times of year with those specific performance objectives. And then if you kind of go a deeper level, I, I feel like periodization is more of how you can fit some specific training or nutrition within that framework. Okay. That makes so, sense. Cool. So yeah. So it yeah. feels like periodization from the nutrition perspective for you is kind of like, you know, seasonal planning is like big picture, what's up? And then periodization is kind of yep. the little details to fill in the blanks. Okay. Totally. Because awesome. you can even say like for periodization, another, this is something else that I've called it and I've seen it called is dietary prescription, which kind of, that's Oh, that sounds like extremely not fun. Yeah, it sounds. Neither does seasonal planning or performance detection. (laughs) (laughs) But but this is like the. That that sounds very (laughs) illnessy. I know. Yeah, (laughs) illnessy. God. Um, but it, it's this is more of like a an individualized strategy or plan for in, accounting for your specific, not yours, but everyone collectively individuals, um, <laughs> appropriate calories, carbs, protein, fat, and then also it takes into consideration alcohol too. So you can sort of fit that under as like the granular framework and that that helps inform, you know, how much to consume what's enough during different times of the year. So I don't, we can call it something else, but yeah, that's, that ain't it. (laughs) Mm, Yes. Okay. I love that. Also, before I ask you another question, I just want to mention that this popped into my head where I was like, is it going to feel wrong if I'm like drinking something that's Marg flavored early in the morning? (laughs) Like, am I going to feel like a degenerate for being like, 6 a.m. The taste of margaritas in my <laughs> water bottle. Margarita, yum. <laughs> mm, I'm on a beach. Okay. Um. Anyways, I just thought about that. Answers I was like, no. I feel um. bad. Um. Is that more of an afternoon sports drink? I don't know. Um. Okay. Welcome to Lauren is awaiting her husband bringing her a smoothie, and she has only had coffee this morning. Oh God. <laughs> Everything's great. Um. Okay. So. Why might you want to prioritize or periodize your nutrition before a performance objective? Like, what is the benefit of thinking of your nutrition from a periodized perspective around something that you want to perform well at? Yeah, that's that's a good question, too, because I think... <laughs> actually, hold, pause. Remember when we asked about... If people had seasons, I don't, I think you asked about this in polls too on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I also asked that. And I think it was so divided. It was like half the people said it depends. Half the people said, no, I don't have seasons. And then there were some people, it was like 2% said that they had seasons. I'm probably 
it's not exactly accurate. Don't don't quote me. But <laughs> yeah, but I just remember thinking like, oh, that's really interesting to see. And it's not that anyone's doing anything wrong. I just don't know if people realize they do have seasons. So right. Or it's like you might not. It's kind of this thing, too, where it's like you might actually have things you change already. Yeah. With the way you do things like you probably you probably already have things that like naturally shift right perhaps I would but assume. you don't necessarily realize that yeah like yeah people like say for example around the holidays like you're maybe you're taking a step back from training or you're ramping it up because you're like oh can't hang out mom and dad I actually have to train sorry um right so but those are seasons <laughs> too you know so yeah um, like there might be things that you're do like you yeah you do there is an ebb and flow it's just whether yeah. or not it's like intentional around a thing right um, so well let me let me ask you this because I think this is uh, an important part about why you might want to periodize your nutrition. So Lauren, if I were to say, Hey, I can't wait to go and try out my project next week. Can I start training today? What, what would you say? I'd be like, good fucking luck, buttercup. <laughs> exactly. It's, or it's I would realistic. not say that, but in my head, I'd be like, you could. <laughs> no. You'd be like, just, absolutely not. Did, is that I'm a real like, question? Just get to Next. your project a week <laughs> earlier. There is no more training time, but extra time <laughs> it's to gone. try the project would probably be good. Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. Because, <laughs> right, it's like not realistic to start your training the week before a big objective. And your nutrition is exactly the same. Uh, so, uh, you, yeah. You see where I'm going? <laughs> <laughs> you have to plan ahead You because this will help you understand what works. And then you can use those things to your advantage. So that's like, think about a marathon runner. Like I have a couple ultra athletes and if we were to only start planning their nutrition the month before, I'd be like, uh, maybe, but like, you know, if you're, if you've been training for months for this ultra, and then you're going to only just now tack on some nutrition that can add a lot of extra pressure to understand what's going to work for you. Like, is something going to make you not feel so good? Um, you know, same thing with people going into a comp for, you know, like a climbing comp comp clump jesus <laughs> that's that. the sound of me climbing slab <laughs> anyways <laughs> um but you know like each person and each athlete should have a nutrition plan that matches their training it shouldn't be separate so i think of periodized plans as something that we can divide into our seasons or you know maybe not but it's it doesn't necessarily have to be like super strict or specific, but it can help inform you of what's enough, what's going to help you perform your best, whether that be like inside, like say you're a gym climber and you're like, my objective is to lead, you know, this one climb within this time frame. If you've been training for a while and you know that, you know, you have these objectives at some point, even if you don't necessarily have this, uh, like seasonal protocol and I guess the the like specific sense of it um, or like the generic division of that time you still want to periodize your nutrition around your training because I feel like that's super important so yeah can I give a per because you might be thinking like ah nutrition nutrition but you probably don't <laughs> think that if you're listening to this yeah true. Um, but <laughs> should I give a 
can I give like a personal example of how like my nutrition you've coached me on like periodizing yeah. it just to give like yep. something super duper tangible that I can immediately talk about. Yeah. yeah. So over the winter, um, I was kind not necessarily taking a step back from climbing, but I definitely turned climbing and like training for tr- climbing and strength training. I turned it into something I was doing more like one to two times a week. And then otherwise I was skiing and going to dance classes. And so Caitlin was like the type of like, you're doing more cardio and like aerobic oriented activity than you are when you're climbing training, honestly. So Caitlin Mm -hmm. like kind of shifted my macros and also the kind of my like caloric needs a little bit during that time and now that I am back to like a full-on climbing training schedule my nutrition doesn't look like totally different but it does look different for sure um and there's definitely been some shifts I've had to make um and especially the first two weeks where I was doing new stuff I was so sore like I have not been <laughs> Blake and Nate are trying to kill me. It's fine. I'm just kidding. They're it is great programming and new new programming sometimes just makes you really sore. But I was like, yo, I feel bad. And then we had a chat and it was like, oh, like some things need to shift. I need to up my protein, you know, whatever. But it just was definitely a very important shift. And honestly, cannot imagine where I would be if we did not have that talk. Um, I probably would have figured it out myself, but just having someone be like, no, this is very different from what you were doing before and you need right. to like. Yeah. And like you could figure it out, you know, weeks or months from now, but knowing like one or two weeks into this new training is going to help you see those results, you know, adaptations or whatever sooner and you're going to feel less sore. And that's, you know, I think the point. <laughs> right exactly and then like another thing that changed too like instead of kind of doing a lot of my stuff in the evening I've been training more in the morning um just because of life I don't know if that's necessarily but anyways like there's been some changes so I've had to like change the way I do my nutrition around that so if you're yeah. like what does it look like like yes there are th- like it's not just like I feel like the media is like there's this one perfect diet. And if you follow it all the time, then everything's great. But if you're an athlete with like demands changing, no, <laughs> that's no. at least what I like. No, <laughs> yeah, not like, how that works. Things so. change. And I actually remember there was a, a ballet dancer. I only bring this up because I thought that this was the first time I really was exposed to periodization, believe it or not, which looking back is kind of funny. Um, but <laughs> this specific dancer um I cannot for the life of me remember her name but she has a YouTube channel actually and she talks about how she periodizes her nutrition during performance season versus like her generic year and she really only had like two maybe like maybe three seasons a year where it was like okay we're just you know taking classes and that's it and then she'd have like two maybe two big shows a year or something like that and she talked about how she would shift her nutrition throughout those time frames because during her, you know, like summers where she wasn't really in a performance at all. And like, this is more of the like lights, cameras, action performance versus like, I'm sending the thing performance. So right. Just, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like she, doing like a two hour long show versus right, right, right. like one yeah. time. Yeah, exactly. So like she would be, like kind of chilling in the summer and still taking classes, but 
she would shift her calories down slightly during this time. And then when show season and like auditions and then rehearsal season would ramp up, she would bump up her calories. And then Mm. during like performances, it would, it would go down slightly again. So she kind of had this like ebb and flow, but she knew when during the year she needed to bump up her calories, bump up her macros or shift some things. So my point in bringing this up is that you won't really mm-hmm. know your calorie specifics or your macros until you map out your specific seasons. You understand your needs during those seasons, and this will take time to experiment with what works. So if yeah. you know like roughly what your year, I mean, it could even be like take it as as it comes, you know, like if you have blocks mm-hmm. of training, take it in those chunks. But make note of that for next year like if you have a general let's say like general training then you move into specific training then you have a performance season and then maybe some downtime or like transition is what we'd call it that Mm -hmm. can be a good way for you to understand how to make changes if at all and how you can best accomplish what you're trying to accomplish with the energy you need to do it yeah, that makes a ton of sense. Caitlin, do you like real quick want to just talk through like what a year of periodized or like yeah. six months of periodized nutrition might look like? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because I think um, <laughs> I have a lovely table here that no one else can see except for Lauren. <laughs> and- it's such a good table. <laughs> <laughs> so um, quick shout out. I will be sharing this specific table in my seasonal send masterclass. So if this is Ooh. something that appeals to you, you can you can check in on that. the table <laughs> yes <laughs> unveil the table um but yeah let me let me kind of give you just a, a framework so this is loosely based on um a few of my athletes who use this more of this seasonal planning and periodization so let's say this is in uh four distinct blocks so march through may we have general training and this would be what i'd call a maintenance mode and can you kind of just elaborate real quick? Um, what would a maintenance mode look like for you? So for me, I actually kind of just going back to my winter example. So for me, maintenance mode looked like doing about one to two sessions a week, like okay. one session of hard climbing, one session of strength training. And maybe I was building a little bit, but my real goal was just to like maintain where I was at with climbing yeah. while prioritizing other things. Cool. Okay. So that's yeah. good to know. So like some, some challenges there, like some challenging things maybe in some of your trainings, but overall you're just kind of steady state. So that's where I'd also have somebody at like quote normal or moderate calories. Yeah, um, totally. Yeah. This would just be like, this is what feels comfortable. Um, you know, you're energized, satiated, you're not mm-hmm. super hungry or sore, but you're just, you're, you know, chilling. And then we'd move into maybe more specific training June through August. So let's say you have like a a fall goal, like maybe you're going to the red in the fall. So you bump up your specific training, uh, you have a schedule, and then you emphasize your objective of training for that. So Mm -hmm. I would increase your calories then because you might be doing different things and wanting to have the energy and the support to help not only build those adaptations, but also help your body recover more effectively. Um, and then, yeah, because I mean, yeah. it's basic. Like if you go from two or yeah. three sessions a week to like four to five, you need more energy. It's different. <laughs> and like more, more, re- you need more stuff. More, more stuff. S- more things, more stuff. It's math. There you go. That's, 
that's the title of the episode. Um, anyway, yes. <laughs> um, then if you move into more of a performance season, September through November, your mm-hmm. specific training might decline, but performance right, because you're resting more. Exactly. The yeah, maybe. But, yeah, <laughs> maybe, but you know, theoretically, your performance times would increase. So, like, maybe instead of four days in the gym, you're two days outside. And right. in that case, I would probably bring somebody back down to moderate calories again. Um, and I know mm-hmm. I'm not talking about macros here. That gets a little more specific to each person totally. and what their objective is. But if after this time frame, like let's say Dece- December through February, like someone is really busy, like with the holidays, work picks up. Maybe this is a transition, no specific training, but maybe they're doing other sports like skiing like you were doing um, or maybe mm-hmm they're just taking some downtime and then maybe in this situation you would reduce your calories or you'd stay moderate it's kind of up to the yep. person but it just takes time to learn this like this is not something that you can necessarily know right away you can sort of plan for it ahead of time but these are i mean i even have my own training cycle that i've used for i would say probably 5 or 6 years now and it's something that I can loosely change, but only because mm-hmm. I understand what my needs are in that time frame. So it just takes a little bit of time. It, it, you know, if after a year you're like, I still have no idea, that's okay. Yeah, it's fine. So, okay. Amazing. That's super helpful. I think for, yeah, for people listening, knowing that your nutrition can change throughout the year, hopefully will feel pretty liberating because that just <laughs> makes sense. And yeah. So if you're like, I'm doing more, so I'm eating more. Is that bad? Probably not. No. I think Kayla would be like, absolutely not. That's a good thing. That makes sense. So great job. (laughs) Yeah, good. Good way to like trust your what you need. So that's awesome. Okay. Um, Caitlin, it looks like you have some tips for us for periodizing your nutrition. So what are some actionable takeaways the good people can start implementing today? Yes. Good people. Well, (laughs) yeah, this is, these are kind of the the snapshot ways you can start building this periodization model. So, Mm -hmm. and this is to do on your own too, because, you know, there are a lot of things that you can do with another person, but sometimes I find that periodization is something that a lot of climbers specifically like to map out and just understand like, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's something that I didn't realize I did. And, and it it can be fun anyway, long story short. Um, so first one is know your training and plan ahead. So just real quick, Lauren, what is, what does this look like to you? Like knowing your training and then planning ahead when you're, even when you're like working with athletes or you're, you know, programming for yourself, what does this look like? Ooh, this is a good question. I like to know, usually with my athletes, I like to know what the goals are like three to six months from now, depending on how long I'm working with them. And then just, oh, this is, this is not tough, but yeah, in general, what I want you to be able to do is tell me like, if you just wrote out the calendar, like calendar year, January, February, March, April, April, and you got to have one or two bullet points per month about what you're like, are you training? What are you training for? Like, or are you, you know, like what's like the overall goal? Um, yeah. And it's okay if you don't necessarily have one, but just having like a very general map of what you are putting your like training time into is really helpful. So that's kind of like the very, very high level quick answer that I have to that. But that way, yeah, maybe I can like link to, 
I think I have an Instagram post. I'll, yep, I'll remember to put an, a link to the Instagram <laughs> post of like what the, my little process for this. So I will, oh, this is great. We'll link to both so that you yeah, can yeah. Kind of like look at that. Cause I have a little, I have actually have a screenshot of like what I've done in my phone. So we will link to that in the show notes. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, that's good because I think having, having a plan and, you know, just knowing what you're going to be doing in training, mm-hmm. like whether it be for like, let's say your objective is just to get stronger. It's still you still need to know like what you're doing, <laughs> you know, not just like <laughs> I'm noodling around in the gym. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Also, another note, if you are super duper new to rock climbing, some of this discussion might be like a little bit overly complex. Like I think seasonal planning, you don't necessarily have. Yeah. You do not climb. like if you step into. <laughs> yeah. Like. If you stepped into into a gym three weeks ago and you're like, I want to rock climb more, great. Don't worry about this yet. Yeah, put this, just put wait. a pin in this for later. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So there's reminder. like certain, yeah. This is this might be perhaps overly complex for some athletes, and that's totally mm-hmm. fine. You will get keep doing your thing, and you will get to where you need to worry about this eventually. Um, but yeah, for now, enjoy the to. fact that you get better every four times you go to the climbing gym truly oh my god (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah well quick reminder here too I just I know I I hound this because it's so important but don't start working on your nutrition after new training cycles it should be either long before or with it because I think having a plan means not only understanding your training, but understanding how your nutrition is going to match that and how it's going to support it and make it more effective. They work together in tandem, you know? So yeah, that's that's a big one there. Um, The second tip I wanted to share for periodizing nutrition is to keep a food journal because Mm, this does a few things. This builds awareness and also helps you understand your needs. So you can keep it really general, like, dear diary, today I had squash and chicken and broccoli and then other stuff and things. And, you know, you can, you can and keep it. my training session felt good. I had a snack before it. Yeah, exactly. Everything's great. <laughs> yeah. You can, you can write out all sorts of things like your sleep, your stress, your digestion, you know, your if you menstruate, you can put that in there. There are a lot of mm-hmm. things you can keep track of simultaneously to really build that awareness. And also it helps you just understand to um that you know, you can you can eat more on some days if you felt terrible yesterday or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you, you make some changes. But long story short, you can either do it with this general approach, or you can go all out and track metrics. I really like the app Chronometer. Um, That's one of my personal favorites. And uh, that one I think is less ick than a lot of the other (laughs) apps out there. Um, But anyway, it's a personal preference. So just a a quick way for you to get started if you want to try this. You can track the first two to four weeks of each Mm -hmm. block of training so that this way you can really learn and see patterns. You can fine tune as you go. But having this sort of quick check will help you understand like, oh yeah, actually I probably could bump up my carbs because I was really low energy during the session. But you can then rinse and repeat this during next training or next year's training seasons too. So if totally. something works really well for you during like this 12 week block, you can do it next year if and when you repeat it. So absolutely. Just and honestly, yeah, that goes for training too. Um, totally. so keeping track of what worked for you. Like there's a lot of times, obviously there's a point where sometimes it's like what worked to get you there 
won't get you to the next thing. But there's also a lot of times where it's like athletes will be like, that worked really well last time for last year's objectives. And then I just, I'm like, great. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So we're going to like do similar things. (laughs) Some things will change, but we're going to progress it. But like, we'll keep the same shape and it works. So let's keep doing it. Totally. Yeah. It just, remember, it won't happen overnight. Just takes time. So dialing it in it in can take a little while but yeah that's that's a good reminder weird nutrition matching training it's so strange <laughs> I actually during this conversation I just like played a little like highlight reel in my mind of the way I trained <laughs> before I knew how to like do nutrition and I'm just like cringe yeah. big cringe like big cringe. yeah I ju- I'm like did I just have no strategies like no. Correct. I did not. I had maybe some. It was a it was a disaster. Just yep. I I had the same experience. So um (laughs) yeah, (laughs) took took a long time. Just sitting in my chair cringing. Oh, that plateau I had for four years. Weird. Um nutrition, that's a funny time. So anyway. (laughs) Yeah, weird. Weird, Um, weird. Last last tip. Um keep your expectations in check because perfect seasons with no obstacles are rare. So periodizing your nu- your nutrition is not a fail safe. It doesn't mean that you're going to have perfect season, perfect sends, perfect, perfect, perfect. Life happens and we can't control it. So if your tried and true plan stops working for you, kind of like what you alluded to a second ago, take a look mm-hmm. at what could be contributing and then refresh your plan as you go. So totally. this might be like, oh, I got a promotion at work and now all of a sudden my work responsibilities doubled and weird how last year's training when you were less stressed is different or maybe you have a baby and obviously things change a lot in that time frame so like (laughs) just kind of remember that it's important to still meet yourself where you are because even if things like your objectives might be similar things are still changing around your life like we're we're kind of just always you know we're not we're not linear here. It's mm-hmm. not necessarily. We're kind of like circling leaps yeah. as we move forward in time. <laughs> but if you have, but the point is, I think think like if you have information about what did work, you mm-hmm. get to start from an actual. Because our memories are so bad, y'all. Like yeah, they are so it's, bad. It's You'll bad. think this is how you did something. I'm actually staring at my stack of training and notebooks. I really need to make them. But I have one, two, three, four, five trading notebooks from like two years where I can go back it because like now some of it I'm like, I don't remember what I did, but I can go back and look and yeah. be like, oh, I think this is what I was doing in like 2019. Nope. I don't actually <laughs> really remember that. My memory is probably wrong, but I can like look. Um, yeah. So totally. interesting. And like you probably like having it written or recorded somewhere is big key so so important yeah and remember too we we change as we get older literally but also just as time passes our bodies change performance might change and all of this is totally okay so if you're like oh that thing I did five years ago worked so well why is it not working now okay well things change maybe it's not supporting you where you need it to support you now but Mm -hmm. continue meeting yourself where you are now allow for flexibility and these are just some of the ways you can kind of get ahead with periodization and mapping out how things will work for you. Love it. Sweet. Well, before we close this thing out, thank you so much, Caitlin. This is extremely helpful as always. Um, (laughs) Yay. Okay. So before we close this thing out, Caitlin, do you have any announcements you would like to make? 
just to follow up again, um, the Seasonal Send Masterclass will be coming in early June. And I'm really, really excited for this masterclass because it's 90 minutes of basically everything we talked about today and from our episode 33, the seasonality episode. But it's talked about in a lot more detail with lots of reasoning to help you understand how to start planning your performance seasons, but also your normal training seasons too, and how to make nutrition work with you and for you. So that'll be coming up pretty soon. And I can't wait. Of course, signups are in the show notes. So that's yeah, That's where that is. <laughs> Go do that. If I could like wave a magic wand and make it so that every athlete I ever coach had taken this masterclass and like absorbed it, I would do it. I would wave the wand. I would love it. So yep. Yep. <laughs> big endorse would be very helpful for everyone to have this like baseline knowledge. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm psyched for that, Caitlin. That's going to be sweet. Yeah. Um, what do you as got far going? as yeah, as far as me me goes, I, whatever, um, <laughs> I am very excited. I am, as this is being recorded, I am deep, deep, deep in the weeds of upgrading my self-guided training plans for the upcoming app version. I'm making a lot of improvements. I'm adding a ton of resources. I'm excited. These are going to be just back and better than ever, really, and I Love cannot it. wait Um, So those are coming out early June Um, at the time this is being recorded. I don't have an exact date yet, but maybe by the time we put this out, I will. Um, So check the show notes. (laughs) Um, And if you want to learn about um, another note is that I do have, I believe, two spots available for custom coaching in July. So if you're interested in that or just interested about learning any of the ways you can work with me, then check out the show notes um, for details on all of those things. Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. And then as always, support us on Patreon. That link is in the show notes. Uh, It is very helpful to us. And if you want to give non-financial support, that is also more than welcome. And you can leave, (laughs) rate us, review us. And most most of all, tell your friends about the show. Um, And that is a big help. So cool. Okay. Another long snack break in the books. (laughs) We're always like, this will be short, but no, it's, it's worth it. It was all very useful. So anyhow, um, I think that's, think that's all she wrote. Um, And until next time, keep keep it average. (laughs) I was trying to do it well this time. Caitlin's like, I'm pausing. (laughs) 